everybody, if you don't like spoilers or swearing, I suggest you go and hide. But if you do, come in, we can have a lovely bit of fun together. <laughs> I'm gonna touch you. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Creepy Crap Podcast. We've got another special guest episode. It's a bonus episode and we've got Robbie, a good old buddy from Out of the Blank Podcast. He's back again. Gershel's back. How you going, Robbie? I'm doing all right, Daniel. How about yourself? I'm pretty good. Okay, so today we're going to talk about a lovely little movie. This movie isn't actually crap, so it doesn't always have to be a crap one. I guess if I've got a guess, we can talk about something good, just bonding over the joy of a lovely movie. So today we've chosen The Cabin in the Woods. It's from 2011, it goes for 95 minutes, and it's got a 7 out of 10 from Internet Movie Database, so that means it's pretty good. What did well, you want to choose this one, Robbie? What's Well, when we consider crap like a crap movie, does any anybody ever compare to how much problems the movie had like it might have been a good film for us but it took an extensive amount of time to be put out oh subjective is that what you mean yeah more like there was good parts about it and there's definitely bad parts about it i mean it's like that really with any movie right i mean you probably got your fair share especially during cabin in the woods you're telling me you didn't have any questions when shit was going on oh no this movie to me was actually the more i watch it the more i appreciate it the first time i watched it i was like this is stupid i didn't particularly like like i enjoyed enjoyed it but i didn't really there was a lot of stuff where i'm going oh what is this it was kind of like a mock horror movie almost to me but like the more i watch it the more there's there's so many layers to this movie in an extent not like it's like oh you know it's just there's a lot you miss every time i think don't be some so vague what what exactly did you have thoughts on that was like all right this movie is trash or this movie's crap or this movie's like a scary movie parody the thing i didn't really like about it when i first watched it i kind of embrace it now i like it was um the initial like the two guys are talking and you're like oh okay this is some relate i don't know what this is and then you find out the whole thing's being watched as it's virtually like a horror style truman show movie and it's like everything's set up it's like turn the heat up add more fog and you're like oh for fuck's sake it's like so none of this is like real or like you know none of the elements is real like it was kind of stupid and that the guy friends friends i believe his name is double friends um the stoner one in the movie he fucking annoyed me so much but since i've seen him in heaps of other shit i really like him now well it's a classic bullshit dude every single time in the beginning of the movie it's them introducing the characters but it's still i think they the movie capitalized on this that it was supposed to be that group of people the stereotypical like haunted like you know the virgin the stoner or the fool whatever all this ancient stuff that they added later in the movie which made you totally gloss over it but it was the common character scenario like oh you got the stoner kid you got the jock you got the hot chick you got the hot one that's kind of shy but brainy and then you got the smart new guy it was like that's like that with every single movie i'm like can we ever get one that starts off like scooby-doo i feel like they kind of embrace like there was sort of like let's embrace the stereotypes and let's call them out like that's how it feels like you know oh the ancient gods embraced these five stereotypes how ancient were these gods where they were like oh the nerd what was a nerd back then what was a jock like whoever you know like it was before roman times probably counting sticks or something with (laughs) he likes doing math while the other dude sacrifices a boar on top of a cliff yeah the one who counted the sticks the one who gets knocked out for counting him he's the jock and then whoever gets the chick oh he slept with her first she's the slutty one he hasn't that was, yet. she's I the mean, virgin i get it you gotta work with the template when it comes to horror movies but i mean i don't know just i did like the part where he was rolling up with like a coffee like thing and it was a giant bong that was pretty hilarious yeah the fucking coffee thing that's why he's like i think like he's probably mocking the fucking way a stoner looks like i don't do drugs at all so it's like i don't really like get if that's an actual like realistic view of them but like he's got that squinty eyes and he's like hey man the cops aren't gonna bust me i'm just drinking fucking coffee man and then he's got that fucking long ass bong and it's like it's that like really no one's gonna pull impression. me over i'm like they say smoke they'll probably still pull you over that was a really good impression well surprisingly you'll find that like in america like a lot of people that smoke weed and stuff they just have that shit in their car that's why cops are always like any illegal <laughs> drugs in the car because it's just like you see i've seen people like just driving i'll look over and some dude's smoking a bowl i'm like what are you doing we're out in society right now i love how they did so movies weren't lying well i love how they incorporated the fact like you look at when he like at towards the ending they're like the marijuana is making him see all this stuff. It's, <laughs> make, it's making him tell he's in a simulation. I'm like, yeah. what? Like, that's actually what pot does. Like, it makes you see another perceptive thing of the world. So you make it look at 
like kind yeah. of different. Like the he colors actually are sees brighter. the hidden layer that no one else is looking at. Yeah, like imagine if freaking Jim Carrey smoked weed on the Truman Show. Probably, <laughs> that movie would have been so much shorter. <laughs> that movie, like you talk about, like in the our first one together, like Final Destination scares you off like a ton of shit, that sort of stuff. I found like Truman Show put me off a lot of stuff because you think of like your normal routine in the day, or like you know when you think no one's around, and then you just have to think about it from the per, like perspective of like what if there's a camera in every single part of my room and they're watching everything I just done? You're like, did I just get Truman showed? And you're like, holy shit, I'm going to look like the biggest weirdo in the world. If anybody looks at me when I'm, if there were cameras around my house, oh my God, they would see some crazy shit. <laughs> yeah. The random police checks and psychiatric help they keep getting offered. I'm like, why do they keep offering this? They're like, no reason. Well, the craziest part about Truman Show is like afterwards, you're messed up for like two weeks. You're like, I'm paranoid that everybody in my life's been in, like thrown in with an imposter. Nobody's ever real. Yeah. How far can I swim in the ocean before I hit the wall? But let's stick on Cabin in the Woods because that's the movie we're supposed to be yes. talking about. Let's do the horror movie based off that. All right. So let's, I don't know, let's do a bit of a walkthrough through the movie, do you reckon? Something like that? Test our memory since we've just viewed it recently yeah that works all right cool we don't have to do like play for play but um well, i'm always just thinking about the scenes with chris hemsworth i'm sorry but you throw oh, that was a bad was choice on an actor man come on i mean you have to agree with me here when you're watching that film half the time you're like it's fucking thor what yeah. are you doing wearing a flannel put on your asgard suit and where's your hammer and start killing some bitches stop pretending to be a civilian it's odd that like until he's at the cabin he's actually the smart one in this he's the nerd i'm pretty sure like he doesn't become the jock till later and then it kind of they swap it with the other guy i don't know like, about is that, that an odd choice he seems like a bit of an idiot throughout the whole entire movie he's just like kind of the jock the kind of like the edgy dick i mean whenever you see the stereotypical jock that wears like a varsity jacket or something you just know the guy's gonna be an asshole he's I, there <laughs> trying to you know trying to get in the one girl's pants half the time and stuff and then it wasn't until later in the movie when she's like half massacred or something he's like oh maybe i don't want to sleep with you maybe i should worry about staying alive yeah he was an odd choice for that like to like make him like jock guy perfect you know when you've got looks like that he's a uh, you know he's dreamboat muscle boat material whatever you want to call him muscle boat's probably not a thing but um yeah he's like, like porn <laughs> yeah yeah there wouldn't be a lot of girls on that movie i don't think there's um yeah but they've got the whole character set up like it's all there and she's like talking and she's done all her shit and she's like um and then chris hemworth just calmly as he leaves the room i think i think it's him he's like you're in your underwear it's like oh my god but it, well, they did they did the stereotypical thing too like with the stoner they capitalized on that in the beginning because i mean what's the hardest part about <laughs> trying to get people hooked into a movie is the fact is the first like 10, 15 minutes is setting the story up and yeah. doing all this stuff. It's hard to make it not really bland. It isn't until like 20 minutes in when the movie starts getting real speed to it. Like you have to watch the around. Yeah, but it's they did all the stereotypical pullouts. Like, oh, I'm low on gas. Before we go out into the canyon, I better <laughs> go up. And then it's like the last station. There's like, there's never a Shell. There's never a Wawa. There's never a 7-Eleven. There's never like a really nice gas station. It's just... Oh, I'm here at this rundown gas station. Is anybody in there? It's like looking in through the windows and shit. It's like, where's the, where's the nice guy named Jeff who's there to pump gas? And he's going to offer you a beverage, maybe a Slim Jim. I don't know. Like, yeah. can we ever have a horror movie start off that way instead of them just being <laughs> like, the place looks run down. I wonder if it takes credit cards. And it's like, that thing doesn't even look like it's fucking open <laughs> yeah. since 1942. He's, the stoner guy, like, he was, like I said, the first time I watched this, he was the most annoying character. And then, like, I don't know, there's a couple viewings I've watched it now, four or five times at least. It's like, he's probably my favorite character. And it's like, the scenes you're talking about, like, his over-the-top sarcasm is almost as if he's trying to be tough and also doesn't fully get sarcasm. So he says it way too loud and just like, thank you for your help today, mister. I hold the opening of the railway soon or whatever like that, you know? The, the train line's opening soon. I hope it's got to bring a lot of business to town. Like, he's just mocking him and all that. But he does a scene in it where like before they um head off for the drive and he like it's so fucking funny he um i don't know if you remember the, that part he like 
parks his car. He walks away and he's like, oh shit, forgot to lock it. And he locks it through an open window and he just presses the door down and he goes, that should do it. And then he walks off and it's like, <laughs> he's too a fucking high of- to realize that. Like, <laughs> well, <laughs> he had I the mean, window if open. you've ever smoked before, you would understand that. That shit happens. Like, I mean, there's points where you can walk up to a cop car and be like, hey man, Roll your window down, and the cops are staring at you. You're like, roll the window down, and he's just staring at you. You're like, I'm trying to tell you something. Can you roll your window down? He goes, it is down. You're like, oh, <laughs> I was just going to tell you um, there's a disturbance over there. Are you smoking weed? And he doesn't bring yourself attention, I guess. I'm yeah, well, it high. sounds like from your point of view, it sounds like everyone's doing the whole, like, you know, shorty from Scary Movie, where it's like, ah, shit, and they're just driving around in like a car they can't see out of. Like, can we have one guy in a stoner movie that isn't a stoner, like the stereotypical one? Can he just be like, I smoked eight bong rips and I'm about to read a book. It's called Stephen King. It's like, oh shit, that guy's educated. Did you ever watch How High? I feel like they weren't over the top stoners. Like Red Man was, but Method Man was kind of like, I'm into botanicals, man. I don't know. Wait, he doesn't even talk like that, but like. They're they're blazed 24-7. Their high is like being normal, I guess. Yeah. It's a good way of looking at it. Well, I mean, if you look at like, let's say, let's get kind of the cabin in the woods, like just kind of going into the cabin originally, what was really, really strange was that the people were picking up, I don't know if you noticed, but like a persona that wasn't them. You know what I mean? It seemed like they were fitting into a role that was like not really their characters that were introduced in the beginning yeah that's what i mean they swapped over they like chris hensworth mentions that he has a full-on scholarship or something like that for you know social i don't know whatever the hell's like he's there for something i can't remember what it was but like something like really smart but then when he gets there he gets all jockeying they're like i don't know why he's acting like this it's like we've seen him drunk but not like this I guess it's maybe the cabin setting. Like you just go out into like a murderous cabin somewhere. You're like, I'm just going to immediately start trying to summon some demon from a parallel universe to come over here and ruin my whole trip for me. Well, they put pheromones and shit in there. Like they turn up the fog and that's what, and the stuff they're breathing, the water and all that sort of stuff. And that's also why the stoner doesn't get affected because it's like, he never drinks any of the stuff they drink. Well, no, it was just because he was already smoking that weed. That weed was uh, like, he was talking about it being a new strain. was sent to him like they had it sent to him he's like the weeds making him see through our pro like all the pheromones and stuff he was already smoking it for so long he was so used to it yeah he he got an immunity that is correct causing him to see shit like are there fucking cameras in here that's what really got me i have a couple questions on that one when they go underground and they show that like base and everything they start explaining it a little bit down the road but it does kind of hit the audience in a weird way like why are we randomly in a lab right now yeah. But they never explain anything about the employees that are working there. They just randomly start going into like, oh, well, it's game time. It's like, what what do you what what exactly is your job entitlement and how do I go to school or college to be able to do <laughs> this job specifically? Yeah, it's kind of like the men in black of like like uh, if you look at this movie, it's essentially that the new security guard guy it's like his perspective, like how a movie's usually like, oh, I'm new to town, and so you watch everything kind of based off their new view of the town like everything's pre-existing up to the point of that guard because he's there and they're like so what what are we doing and they're like oh we're taking bets get your money and he's like nah i'm cool with that like it's like at some point he would have had to be briefed with like where, where am i guard where am i working and they're like you're gonna be at a place bear with us we are gonna be worldwide and you're like oh okay big brand all that sort of stuff we are gonna be killing people various ways and we're going to be selling it for profit i think like i don't know sign if that's the whole point sign me up yeah What's the, you don't even want to know the pay nope i'm already in you're telling me i can kill people in a randomized game where i get the it's a random outcome every single time and it's one day a year are you kidding me i only have to work one fucking day that is wonderful will i be able to survive sure and you get health benefits <laughs> and dental oh my god I, you got you have me at health benefits yeah, what are they doing the rest of it? Like the rest of the time, if the, if that was like a once a year event, it's like, what is the rest of it? Like there's someone who's paid to be the zookeeper for all them fucking things. Like, it was like, yeah, like someone that's knows what, what each particular thing eats and all the rest of it. That's a really good point. Why the fuck? Like I get that they had, they had the Hellraiser dude in there. Yeah. But they used the stereotypical shit when it comes to a horror film, the zombie family, like, oh, it's the Crenshaw, whatever the hell they're freaking <laughs> yeah. name was. Yeah. It's like they brought them out. 
It's like little Tina with one arm. It's like, oh my God, really? Like you literally, like, I get it. They're trying to show you like, you see what could have came out. It's like, I was with the one dude. Let's get the merman. I want to see that one. Yeah. Like, I love it that they incorporate them in a small bit at the ending, but like, come on. I want something that's going to be like, there's no way that thing's going to kill them. And then it's like throughout the movie, you're like, holy shit, this thing is yeah. tearing up ass. They should have, like, because that was a bit where the girl's like, I won. We chose zombies. Like, uh uh-uh. uh. You chose regular zombies. They're the hillbilly family zombies. It's like, yeah, like you're saying, like, maybe get the just the girl, get the little girl out there. And they're like, oh shit, there's some little girl outside. Let's help her. And they're like, holy shit she's missing an arm and they're like holy fuck she's a zombie it's like and then give that challenge (laughs) let's use zombies with power tools yeah bring them all in a bit oh he's got a chain and a hook it's like oh now it was kind of a shame they didn't bring more people in oh that's just one thing i wish they would have did um I think it would have been a hell of a lot better if they would have made it like a, like the price is right. Like what's behind curtain number one. And it's like that. And it's like curtain number two and then curtain number, that would have been a lot funnier, but I get it. Like you have all those monsters. You tell me you only get to unleash one. Is that just because they're too hard to control? Like they never answered that question. Why wouldn't they just keep it on going? Why wouldn't you keep releasing them until they're fully dead? Or if they kill the family, does something else come back up? There's one person out there that's screaming like, it's because it was a challenge. It was supposed to be entertaining for the ancient ones. It's like, well, guess <laughs> what? The ancient ones will probably be like, wow, this is taking a really long fucking time. You guys are hitting close to the deadline. I mean, we have a timeline to meet. Can we not throw in another monster? You have it's a fucking in the deleted scenes. You have a freaking giant eel that fills up a whole entire box and you don't release that? Like, yeah. for me, I would be the guy that's working there like, why don't we just unleash like, 10 at once like what you really want to do that to them that would be horrible it's like we're letting them slowly get murdered why don't we just make it more fun and throw more shit in there yeah that's a fair point because there's a point where they show like japan and they're like all the girls are like we've got the ghosts there but they're gonna fucking kill them all and then the next thing you know all the girls are holding hands and chanting and then they're like they turned it into a frog a fucking frog it's like well it's no one died yeah unleash something else they literally no, that was because the people gave them the answer to defeat the monster. Yeah. That's when the one dude... Um, Get the guy another played, monster in. Well, the guy that played Step Brothers, he literally... Yeah. Richard Jenkins. Saved, yeah, but the guy that helped and saved everybody, he yeah. literally like did exactly what all the other nations did. They all failed because they all gave in. They didn't want to kill the people. But I'm like, why did every country fail? Why did every single country give in and give the people the answer to defeat the monster? Yeah, we're like, is, oh, we can't, we can't kill this specific group this year. We've done it too much. I'm like, you've been doing it for thousands of years. Yeah, exactly. Why don't you just do it? That's what I thought. They've been doing it for so many years, like for th- since the dawn of time or whatever the fuck the, the legend of this thing is. And then what, all randomly, apart from this one cabin in America, they've decided all to like, oh, we've got zero fatalities. What the fuck? It's like, Unleash another monster. Like if if their girl, I guess that's the thing. They didn't want them to die. It's weird. It's just like, what the fuck? There's a point also I wanted to make. I vaguely remember you, you talked about the bike scene when we, we talked the first time. If you've watched the beginning of the movie and they go through the first tunnel to get to the cabin, they actually show a bird, which I feel completely ruins the setup for later. It's It sets up what they're doing, but it also ruins it. Like they show a bird from the outside sort of dude i totally spaced out on that that's a good point i guess they make i guess they throw throw so much shit at you where your brain's trying to process everything at once it's like you totally space over the bird until you watch it like a second or third time yeah because you think like if you remember that scene at the beginning and it's like because it's I think it's essentially, yeah, because they go through the tunnel later on and that they finally fucking hurry up. You're too slow. And then they finally get the collapse. That's meant to happen. Like earlier, they're like, did anyone collapse the tunnel? And they're like, Oh shit. And he's fucking stepbrothers. Dad's running up there to try to like get it to fall down. And it's like, they do that. And there's like, if you think back later, you're like, they're never going to make it across that unless that's, it's hard to tell because they address things. It's like, okay. At the beginning, it shows that it's like, there's a fortress here. They're not getting in or out once they go through this tunnel. But then it, it also ruins the thing later on. You go, he's going to make it. Oh, wait, no, he won't. I don't know. I didn't like that they showed that with the bird. I should have kept that part of mystery. 
Yeah, I I mean I agree on that. That pop flies I think, me up. <laughs> I I think just like I don't know, I was still shocked when he ran into that wall though. But what yeah. did you think about the whole fact? Like, what monster would you want to see attack those people out of everything that they were talking about? Literally, you could think of any monster from any horror movie. It was in there, and all those little boxes and stuff. Like it was a fucking Rubik's cube underground. Yeah, that's a that's another part of the replay value of that is just like you could do it the first time, I guess. But it's like just pause it and just look at different scenes or each time you watch it, focus on another area and be like, oh, fuck, like the Cenobites. So you said like from Hellraiser, they're pretty cool, but they kind of just stand there. I'm like, no, nah, I want something I haven't seen. But like, I don't think the Merman would have been that good. Merman, whatever the hell. Like, that's funny when he's like, he's like the fo- the smog clears and he's like, oh, you gotta be kidding me. It's like, fuck. <laughs> I finally see the thing and it's like at the worst time ever. They were trying to play on irony there, but still, yeah. I was still a big fan of the merman. I think if anything, if you were going to get something to kill someone, I just want something that's like, obviously looks like it would have no effect of trying to kill someone. Like it would take forever, like a poisonous, like, sl- like snail or something, but just <laughs> something so like that out of all odds can just kill you. That was the merman for me. Like he was so slow when he was on. Like, yeah. he was just, and it wasn't like, aquaman it wasn't that type of merman it was like a really morphed up fish like the missing link or something yeah don't you think they could have chucked him like like you said don't just use one you've got a fucking like a rubik's user you said of like monsters available at your will like just pick one you got the whole fucking however many is there just and it's have, like have an army of freaking mermen attacking the house yeah like, well they go swimming at one point why the fuck didn't you like why didn't they why didn't you use if you made it it's like why didn't they chuck merman in the water? So you've got you've got a water element type there. You've got one in the woods. Like there's the you know the hillbillies who live in the woods. Okay, they're there. They go in the basement. There's some fucking thing chained up. Like have a bunch spread out around the place. So every time they explore somewhere, they're gonna get fucked up. It's like oh, there's some cave dwelling one. Like there's a problem with the lake aspect too. Why would you go into a lake in a cabin you just got to for apparently the weekend, even though it's only really for like one night? It's like, <laughs> why would you immediately decide to go in a lake? Oh, it's to get the girls' clothes off. We're going to go skinny dipping in the lake. It's like, why don't you guys just take a fucking shower? You guys are spending the night in the cabin <laughs> together. Basically, yeah. you already know you guys are going to bang. You might as well just get in a shower. I don't want any venereal diseases. Is anybody worried about that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't want swamp ass and shit. Because that's a fair point. Because, I mean, it's pretty much assumed that at least at least Chris Hemsworth and his girl have probably had sex already. It's like, they it's purely just for the viewer's sake. Oh, like, obviously, well, this whole thing is. But it's like... Yeah, there's no point where he like pushes his girlfriend in and he's like, take your top off or something like that. It's like, it's not new to him. What well, would they played you, a lot like of said, stuff. Have they, a shower. They played a, they played a lot of stuff that they wanted you to like, kind of feel like it was going to go a certain way. Like with the wolf, like the girl was dared. I dare you to make out with that. Oh, wolf. fuck that went for, that was weird. She was like doing it. I was like, oh my God. Like there's a video on YouTube. Any of your listeners out there can look it up of a woman that actually like, lets a wolf like open mouth lick her and all this type of stuff and like that's how she gives them love and kisses and throughout the whole <laughs> throughout the whole youtube she's like you must show love to the leader and must show respect and then like all you hear is another wolf growl at another one because the other one's getting all the attention and he's like i made sure not to make any sudden movements and know that the alpha was the boss i was like the whole video you're cringing like this wolf is gonna bite this bitch's yeah, face and it definitely doesn't had sex with that dog yeah exactly <laughs> yeah um that wolf scene went for fucking way too long that was so weird it was like he's like i tell you to make out with the fucking thing over there and then he's like yeah, what's it he calls it a fox or something he calls it something stupid like the deer or something like that and they're like what the fuck are you talking about he's like on the wall i'm not doing the voice at all but it was like and they're like that's a fucking wolf and he's like what oh shit like as if like he's so fucked up he has not <laughs> that was like he that's a bit he's got a lot of value to him the more you watch him i feel like if he's your character straight away you probably like i don't know strong call simpleton but well, if you watch it like, like a guy you would think that would die in every single movie then towards the ending yeah. he ends up being like one of the main dudes yeah it's like, it's like scooby-doo man like when you're watching scooby-doo you're like shaggy's gonna obviously get himself in danger but he ends up being the one that's the longest to survive he's essentially is shaggy he's like he's got shaggy hair he pretty much is he's like his look 
shitty clothes, and he's just like the stupid voice. Like Zoink Scoop. Oh man, oh, fucking Steinbeck. And then like, <laughs> yeah, they should have had Scooby Doo in there, like just randomly, like retro. Oh yeah, put Scooby Doo's head on the wall and make out with that. Exactly, that would have been a way better scene. Oh, do you doggy style? What would you do for a Scooby snack? <laughs> I got the Scooby snack right here, bitch. Um, I've got a question. This is an ethical one. I, honesty is appreciated, but you know, if not, you want to look good or whatever. Um, in the mirror scene, would you have mentioned that she was there? We well, you know when she's getting dressed and it's a one-way mirror. Would you have watched the entire show or gone, oh, better cover this up? I would have done exactly like that guy did. Looked for a minute, been like, uh, this is wrong. And then I just would have knocked on the thing. Oh, yeah. yeah. What about you? Come on. I mean, I know your dirty (laughs) ass would definitely watch it. Well, obviously, you can hear the shame in your answer that um, you're going to make me look bad. (laughs) You would finish and then would be like, hey, by the way, this is a two-way mirror. She's like, what have you been doing for 30 minutes while I've just been getting naked and staring at my boobs (laughs) in the mirror? Yeah, I would have had – yeah, I know exactly. It's like, oh, you checked yourself out so much. It breaks up so many questions onto, like, what I would be if I was a girl. I would just be staring at myself and playing with my boobs the whole time. Like, she was doing that for a very long time. It started to make me feel like she knew that the thing was two-way. Yeah, it was either that or, like, it was as if, like, it was one of those sort of, like, Freaky Friday deals and she'd swap bodies with Chris Hemsworth and he's just like, holy shit, oh, check these out. But, yeah, I would have felt like my fear would have been that I would have watched the entire thing and then they're like, oh, cool, let's let's do a tour of the house. And you're like, oh, and and you're, like, out in the kitchen somewhere and they're like, oh, let's check out your room. You're like, no, 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 shit, shit, shit. And then they come in the room and they're like, this is a fucking one-way mirror. And you're like, Huh? Because you forgot to cover it up or something. You're like, oh shit. Um, I could just picture you. I'm so sorry. S- sitting on a dresser, just like staring at her, like getting ready. <laughs> like, like you're hypnotized while she's just sitting there changing, and then I'm walking by. Like, hey, what's up, Dan? W- what are you doing, man? Oh my god, it's a two way mirror. Like, yeah. shh, 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 don't ruin in. this. And don't I'm so, I'm this. slowly going behind you, just choking you out. Going, that's it, that's it, man. Keep the secrets. Keep go the to secrets. sleep. Go to sleep. What's Down poking in me in the back, Daniel? I don't care about you choking me, but what's that in my back? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that'd be somehow it'd be. I'd be like, holy shit, everyone's just found out. And she's like, wait, I got dressed here. Were you in the room at the time? You're like, no, nah, I was outside. They're like, no, nah, he was in there for ages. And you're like, fuck. And it's just super awkward. Then and you're like, and it's like. The cabin in the woods is me walking away and getting killed secretly somewhere else because no one no one cared that I left because they're like, he's a creepy pervert. Well, even talking about the failures a little bit too with the people that like everyone failed but the America team. You remember when the guy mentioned that the only time that the American team has really ever failed was the fact that there was a mess up in like 1998 or something? Yes. I don't remember what it was in reference to though. They were supposed to be referencing, um, I guess it really left you kind of wondering if it was like off this real life film or something that they were trying to like kind of reference. Um, the facility or the faculty, like the virgin is the one that ends up being a, like the monster rather than the final girl. Like she ends up going like the hormone thing kind of ends up going crazy or something where she ends up killing all of her friends. Oh, yeah. It's, it's like, like the Josh Harnett movie. Oh. Yeah, it's, it's like that would have made a thousand times more sense if they would have did it that way, but it's like, they never fully like explain that. They just mention it like, well, we've had an impressive track record. We haven't failed since this year. It's like, can you explain that a little more for maybe some people that don't know what that movie is? So we can at least like maybe mention yeah. the name of the movie. So maybe people can go back and watch it. And then it's like, boost the cabin in the woods even more because you're like, holy shit, they dropped the movie reference. We went back and watched it. Now I see what they're talking about. You need like one of those pop-up trivia style like commentary type things on it where you watch it and it pops up going, funny fact, this artwork was in reference to this. And it's like that, you know, 1998 movie. That was the faculty. And you're like, oh, that makes sense now. It's like so much shit. We're like, what? But how good is so much Hmm? other scenes of those other teams or whatever? They showed so many better ones. They had one in freaking Buenos Aires that sat on the screen. It was freaking King Kong with horns. Like, yeah. did anybody else see that shit but me? Like, they showed a quick glimpse of all the screens. Yeah. I'm like, hang on a second. 
go to that camera over there. If I was the American team, like we got fucking a zombie family that's going after these people. Are you serious? It's like, I get it. You're trying to do your job, but I want to be the guy like there's a dude always playing Minesweeper in the background on his computer when he works in an office. I'm like, let me be the guy that's freaking watching the other people's like, yo, they got a fucking King Kong with horns. Why can't anybody else see <laughs> this shit? Can we put yeah. that on the big screen? Yeah, why are you fucking playing games? Like, sorry, does it? do you get bored of this at some point? And how the fuck do they beat King Kong then? I didn't, I gotta want to watch it again just to look at the back screens. They don't show it. They just show that there's King Kong and then he's defeated. It's like, what oh, happened? Okay. What, where's the lead up? I want to see that movie. I don't want to be watching some girl get, ch- I mean, I can't say that because Cabin <laughs> in the Woods had, had the American team had some good stuff going on, but. I don't know. When I started seeing the little girl with the arm just missing, just crawling across the lawn, I'm like, all right, change the channel. We'll come back. We'll come back to it towards the ending. How funny, though, is the Richard Jenkins, the guy who's um, from Step Brothers, and he's just like, I love his anger and stuff. He's got like this funny anger, like sort of thing, because like Step Brothers is awesome, but it's like <laughs> he's looking at the screen and he's watching the Japanese girls all like, like all happy in that. <laughs> he just goes, fuck you, fuck you. Fuck you. And he's like screaming at all of them. It's like that was that was so the funniest shit. Dude, that was that that made the movie basically for yeah, me when I saw it. just that. fucking like, yelling at all these like little kids with so much anger. He's like, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. And he's like, he's doing like to the entire class because he's like this. He wanted these little Japanese girls dead so badly. And he's fucking he just looks like such a psycho. It's like what are your priorities in life, man? <laughs> he's the one who's going past like a car crash and he's like, oh yeah. He's like, <laughs> nah, he's the type of person that blood. goes up to like, he's the type of person that walks up to like a kindergarten and just starts beating the shit out of like, like if anybody was going off, what would you do? Would you rather take a million dollars, but you have to beat up a bunch of five-year-olds with a baseball bat? And you're just <laughs> like, I'm going to take all those five. Well, how many five-year-olds I've already cashed a check. It's like, how many five-year-olds can you beat up? It goes, I'll, I'll take them all down. What happens if it's just endless hordes? There's no way a fucking five-year-old's tiring me out. Give me one school at a time. Oh, no, Even when they, es- when they escape, too. Like, when they go down into, like, the bottom lab part, they go down the elevator and stuff. I mean, the zombies led her there. Like, they led, like, was that a hint to, like, the zombies trying to help? Or were they just that dumb? Like, yeah. I don't understand. Like, they, like I said it really sucked that they chose that one as the one to be like, even the people in the office were disappointed, but the problem like with that done. is, well, what I learned was there was actually, actually a budgeting issue with cabin in the woods. Oh um, yeah. When it was originally supposed to come out, it, they ended up spending way too much money. So it ended up coming out at a later date. It was supposed to come out way prior, but it, if you notice, it came out like at a weird time of the season, like it came out a little bit more towards like, not really Halloween. Like usually movies get kind of released before Halloween. So you have that like month to kind of view all the scary movies, like all the really good ones. They oh, kind yeah. of plan it that way. This came out in like December. Like you're like, what the fuck? Like <laughs> we're in Christmas time. Nobody wants Christmas to see a bunch movie. of people getting murdered. Yeah, it brings the tone down. There's a part though. Um, I'm just trying to, I didn't write step by step. If anyone's listening to this, this isn't a chronological order retelling of the movie. It's just talking about favorite parts of the movie, that sort of thing, I guess. But um, they're like literally whispering and all that sort of shit. And like, and others, this is, a, it's like, just watch it and just focus on the stoner guy. He's like listening and he can hear people going, go for a walk, go for a walk. And they're like whispering something like go for a walk or go outside or some shit because they, they need him to be outside for some reason. Or like his next death is out there. And um, he's there and he's like, I'm not your puppet, Mass. They're like, I'm not your puppet. The puppet Mass is pulling the strings, man. And all that sort of shit. And then he's like, I'm going to go for a walk. And he's like, <laughs> he fucking does it anyway. It's like, I want to go for a jog. It's like, it's two o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And he's sitting there at one point with a like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you gotta grab life by the balls, John. You gotta grab life by the balls. I'm gonna go outside and do a ten mile run at yeah. two a.m. It's like, bro, what the fuck are you waking me up for? Chris Hemsworth at one point goes, <laughs> everything, everything he says, fucking hilarious. He's like, he goes, we got to split up. It's the best way of staying alive. And he's like, really? He's like, can you like this? Is it where he's the only one hearing clear thoughts? He's like, how the fuck is that the best option? 
And that's when he's like, goes back to his room and he's just reading a fucking kid's book. He's <laughs> like, little Nemo or whatever like that. He's so fucking weird. How is that the best option? Like, he's like, we way better chances in a group. Yeah, I mean, I, that's the whole movie concept that everything or whatever falls into is the whole fact that like, let's Calling split up and out. gather clues. It's like, all right, let's not do that. Let's all stick together because if we realize everyone's going to die separately, like if we all stick together, like they're not going to hurt. They're not going to take us all. You're telling me one bitch with half an arm and a saw is going to kill everybody? Nah. One holder and the other one attack it or something like that. Not just, um, oh yeah, shouldn't move away from the mic. Um, Yeah, it's like hold them down and then kill them. Not just go, oh, okay, well you take on four and I'll run off and see how you go and i'll come back to you later it's like why was that even an option why was it an option to have i still have a problem with the the monster you chose a zombie family that is like a bunch of inbred hillbillies that was literally how you explain them to people the guy brought up the best point great we're gonna have to help them here because we got to leave it to these fucking idiots like are like seriously like you had the I don't even know. I'm just sorry, but it's like you could have you could have just took that off the menu of options to choose from. Let's yeah. do something that actually has a good way of killing things, like the ballerina that they showed. Oh uh, yeah, because a lot of the monsters probably are human enough to take, like if they listen, can follow someone's lead. They're like, we need these four five kids dead. Go in there and do it, and they'll be like, "Your wish is my command," or something like that. Like they'll go in, whereas like you've got zombies that are brain dead, like literally brain dead, and redneck. So like is I don't know, that assumed dumber than a normal zombie. And then you know, go in there and do this, and they're like, "I'm not listening to you. I don't understand what you're saying. I'm just going to wander around randomly looking for shit." While like if they didn't put the people out there, like you know, oh they turn the pheromones up, so Chris Hemsworth and that chick goes out. And like, they're like, let's randomly have sex outside. And, he, and then he's even questioning. He's like, we have a bed. Why I mean, don't we, we fucking consider, go in there? Can we even consider Cabin in the Woods to really be a horror film? Or is it more of like a, a funny comedy? Like a, like a comedy horror, I guess yeah. you would say. Yeah, they really sort of went against. But the end scene's fucking like all those monsters. No. They're like suddenly like, release the hounds. That's what I wished was more of the lines of being the whole entire movie. Oh, I know, that right? Massive chaos. That, and, and then they get the released into the world. Penetrated by a fucking unicorn. <laughs> yeah. Like, holy shit. Why didn't that get chosen as an option? And it's like, you really think that all these employees, after working there for so long, they had betting pools going of what's going to happen? Like, I know it seems dark gambling on people's death. And then the one guy's like, like brand new in there he's just like with his arms crossed all serious like you guys are monsters and everyone's just like we've been around it so much we've been doing it for so long just give a little bit of time you'll be just like us yeah betting and shit it's like why didn't anybody just decide to like release a certain monster that was in their favor like you're talking about people with gambling disorders let's talk about some dudes like shit i'm gonna release the hellraiser guy just so i can win the bet yeah exactly like no one thought to just sort of like cheat or they're like you said the zombies aren't doing the job oops pressed another one like let more out for fuck's sake like there's so many sitting there but yeah that thought you said is like real that would have been an awesome movie or like they could have done it like the cabin in the woods too what happened afterwards like they've knocked down the fucking wall that the fortress all the shit because essentially these things everything they've made is all artificial but they're housing real monsters in this scenario these monsters are all real so it's like if that Mm -hmm. tunnel gets fucking cleared out and that like you know, force field gets taken down. There's nothing stopping all the flying things, everything that can just climb over or climb around the rock wall. Cause they're climbing the roof. They can easily climb over shit. If you brought all that really shit got in the point. world. You so brought up a super good point. I have to, I have to address, I have to address it. You said cabin in the woods too. Imagine if they just did cabin in the woods again, but they released it in the country that was dealing with like what problem, but they focus on that country's trial of it. So you get to see the Buenos Aires, Hong Kong. Oh like, yeah the whole king kong type uh monster with the horns you get to see the jap you get to see all those go wrong and then they do slight glimpses of looking at the american team and then everybody else team like yeah it's, it's like a little nod to the that other would be one so You're much like, cooler oh. if they did like extra versions of that where you get to see everybody's idea have well, you seen the belko experiment it, like, a lot of this i haven't oh fair enough it's almost the same thing well if you look at like all the stuff that was incorporated into the American team's version, all the monsters were stuff that we know about. And I'm sure if you look over like that Japanese monster that was over there and all the kids turn oh, into a frog, that's, that's an actual horror monster. So that's an actual thing from Japanese culture. Yeah, that would have Godzilla and shit probably hidden away somewhere. 
that's what I'm saying. Like, why don't they show like they give us those films too, so we can see it from their perspective? Then maybe it would cause people to look up a little bit more research. Like, what monster was we seeing in Buenos Aires? And you find out it's like some ancient spirit or something that's like in like looks exactly like King Kong. That's a good point. Like, there's so many like like country based monsters. Like purely like I mean, Australia's got a few little like things america's got a whole ton like you've almost got like from what i've seen in various shows or whatever else you've got like state by state you know jersey devil the matrupa or whatever like that you've got creative shitloads of fucking other ones it's because we're creative but if you want the real answer it's because we just don't know when to stop being retarded or idiotic. <laughs> yeah it's like they ran out of the good okay there's bigfoot yeah big ape yeah right and then it, yeah you've got a couple big ones and stuff like that and they're like uh crazy rat dog you're like yeah, are you just listing two things you're looking at in the room now chupacabras from mexico i would love to see that thing get released into the thing imagine a chupacabra they should have released bigfoot in there you know how badass to have like bigfoot just kick down the door and just randomly start stomping people like an angry looking one or like a the henderson's type one toss freaking chris hemsworth out the window I want a big, oh. angry-looking one. I don't want no. <laughs> Fair enough. I thought it'd be like you see, like the um, Harry and the Hendersons type deal. Like that fucking guy walking. He's like, "Hey guys," but he's evil. He'd be oh, like, hey "Guys, what the? Want to smoke a? Want to smoke a bong?" And he's like, getting everybody all stoned to the point like, we, we, "This is so crazy! I can't believe we're all stoned." And he just starts beating the crap out of everybody with a bong. It's like, yeah, whoa. He'd, it'd be so. He'd be like, he'd get so much closer to everyone else because he'd be like a huge. Oh, humanish icebreaker! Everyone would just be like, "Holy shit! Yeah, come sit with us, man!" And then it's like, "What the fuck? Like, why did you just kill a man?" He's like, "Why did you assume I wasn't evil?" I would you see now. I kind of want to talk about the ending a little bit too, because I did have a major problem with the ending. Go for um, it. When they kind of start discovering everything, like after, like they they did show a lot of like it was so funny like when you're saying the monsters get released like it, they did show a lot of people dying especially like with clowns and shit oh yeah but it's like the mafia they, clowns or whatever i wish they would have focused on that more like they kept trying to and they of course they introduced the guy that's supposed to be the sacrificial hero like the military guys like you people are sick i don't get this sense of humor and then he ends up like the zombies end up breaking out and it's like right before the end like right when robert jenkins or whatever his name kind of opens up the thing to be able to save them like yeah. he goes grabs a grenade and like blows himself up to stop like stop him a little bit it's like you had you got to see the guy help and then he gets down to the bottom and then there's just this that government woman she's literally the major government figure in every type of crazy yeah. ass Gordy waiver i think right yeah and it's like she's like you should have played your role and then like when she <laughs> died that was crazy i mean i didn't see that coming when he hit her upside the head and you're just sitting there like all right i don't like i get it they're gonna survive and everything and the world's gonna go to shit but it's like why can't we focus more on the other stuff like i would love to see everybody getting killed with the whole freaking you know the lab experiment they focused on that for like 15 minutes i'm like why wasn't this the whole hour and a half of the movie people trying to survive like doom style yeah the end was a bit shitty like that as well like you know it's like oh once all five vials um break the gods are pleased or whatever the hell is like in the center. It's like, it's essentially like this game works. It's like Russian roulette. They've been playing it for so many years until someone fucked up and they didn't win. And then it's like, okay, the world's going to shit now. You're like, is that the only way we can finish this? If someone doesn't win or something, we just chalk it up as a loss and we try again next year. It's basically like everything what goes to shit. Like, oh, you don't please the gods. He's going to come up and kill everyone. You're like, can't we just shoot the vial and let them all just leak in? Or I don't know. It was weird that like, it was no, like, if the, no the one gods, got on. The, well, the ancient ones would have known. So it was like, no, there's people down there that were supposed yeah. to be viewing it. Like, um, like the Greek gods and everything. They were supposed to be viewing it. And if they didn't like something, they were going to destroy the thing. But that that's what I mean. There's no chance. Point. The girl was so selfish. It's like, if you would have known that your death would have literally saved the whole entire world, like, why wouldn't you have just thrown yourself off the top yeah, of the thing? Yeah, that's what I mean. There's no fucking, like, room for error. If she, she's like, I'm going to live. You're like, you're going to die anyway. And you're telling me that one government lady that got hit in the head and fell into the lava, like, you're telling me she wasn't a virgin? Like, <laughs> she was so bitchy i couldn't believe that imagine if she just fell in and then like the blood started filling up the virgin uh sign like, oh, we got that one down so all the stoner needs to die and they're just like what? that's what we had it's to like, do hey, hey man here's a pop brownie just give it to him and kick sparta kick him into the freaking pit 
I mean, like, you can see all the other departments in the place. It couldn't have been, like, maybe, I reckon, the IT department probably probably got a safe bet. If we chucked all of them in the lava, we'd probably fill it up. I guess it was like they had to do it in a game way to make it more entertaining for the thing. But I'm like, it's a sacrifice. Yeah. It's a sacrifice. Somebody's dying. I guess if you're going for a virgin, you could just throw a kid in there or something. You'd be like, oh, well, guaranteed. And then you're like, doesn't count? Oh, come on, man. I feel like you have a real strict problem with children. <laughs> They're always talking about killing kids or doing something. You're reminding me of Robert Jenkins when he's yelling at all those I was kids. Gonna, <laughs> the first time I mentioned it was not me doing it. <laughs> I look at it through horror eyes where you're like, this is acceptable. Not like, I'm not just going to walk around and be like, it's like the movie. And like, oh my God, you have took it too literally, man. Go to jail. Right, yeah. Well, what would you classify if we had to overall kind of consider to put Cabin in the Woods into a category? What would you classify it as? For me, I would have to say it'd be like, it's a funny I guess horror film, but it's not really horror. It's more on the basis of like simple, quick one-liners and like you know, like it seems like it was more about like doing the stereotypical like crack a joke and trying to really do forced laughter. I would say it's horror comedy in my eyes because it's like it's funny, but I mean all that gore and monsters and shit. It'd be very hard, like a splash of sci-fi maybe, but I don't think I don't know. I don't know what else you'd put it in. Like it's a comedy. I don't think like a fan. It's not a family comedy, but. I mean, I wouldn't be. Mm. I, mean, I watched it with my parents, and let me tell you, it was pretty uncomfortable when she was making out with that wolf. <laughs> That's uncomfortable watching it on your own. They just like, said, "Kiss I, it." Should I be hard right now? Or yeah. the, that's what the stoner dude said. He was like, "Should I be like? Are we? Is this turning me on right now?" I don't yeah. understand. I saw the Lion King when I was little, and I'm kind of feeling the same emotion. <laughs> yeah, I feel like Mowgli. This fucking. It was so weird though. Like, that seems so strange because it's like it's like she walks away and you go, "Okay, she's against it," and you're like, "Oh no, she's doing a whole fucking." She's warming it up first as well because she's like, "Who me?" <laughs> you want me and then she so like foreplay walks up, like some people enjoy foreplay yeah. i myself enjoy foreplay <laughs> it's like i want to know just a story kiss it. before walk I up get there and down kiss it business. and walk back i want to know a story before i get down to business you got to make me believe it damn it now what do you reckon happens like okay like we're doing a lot of hypotheticals on the ending this this still is but it's like do you think the monsters once essentially they're probably safely trapped in this thing unless the world collapsing destroyed the force field the down whatever else but if those monsters are still encased in this you know truman style world cabin world whatever it is once the people are dead are they just doing a full-on like you know royal rumble style thing like with that movie itself well, you just saw be when the when the dude when at the ending when the ancient one ripped his hand up as he was ripping his hand up you saw some things fly out like it's probably where they're all going to get released but it was weird to see that none of those monsters had any problems with each other. They were all working together. Yeah. It's like, why aren't you guys killing each other? You're telling me a unicorn and a clown are going to be friends? I feel like they're both like, look, we both are ridiculous. One of us is only going to survive this. Yeah, exactly. Like Freddie and Jason, like you think, oh, wow, two fucking killers. They're going to go and team each other up. Like, like they're going to team together and just fucking destroy the world. They're like, no, let's fight each other. It's like, what the fuck? It's like, he brought you back to sort of like get his nightmare going and all that sort of shit. But it's like, you would think that it's like, none of that happened in this one. It was like, cause I mean, like, I don't know. You've got, yeah. Like you said, any of the ones the the gangster clown guys with the fire or that sort of shit are looking at like staring at the Cenobite, the Hellraiser guys or something like that. And they're looking at him like they're opposite cells and they're like, I'm going to fucking kill you, man. You know, like they're just looking at you constantly, like I'm just getting here. ripped in the cell. Wait till I get out of this box. I'm gonna fuck you. Yeah, because I meant like that goes back to the like zookeeper thought. It's like, who the fuck is looking after these people? Or like they just are they all essentially dead and they don't they just live off the anger of whatever the hell. Like some of these things, like the unicorn, are they not giving it like a thing of hay and carrots and shit every once a couple of days? Like mythical creatures, we don't have to go that far into it. Just... <laughs> uh, so this is why I'm always talking about movies to the point where it's like, let's focus on the movie. You're like, fuck you. <laughs> no, but it is strange. It's like, I would, yeah, I'm pretty sure, I, unless, like I said, none of them battled each other. It's very strange. Maybe a couple of the flying things got in each other's way, but I think it's like all of them were like, I'm going to take this department or like each individual monster was like, I've got a target that's what i'm gonna do it's like okay they've gone and individually killed each person they're like we all got blood yay and they're like now what 
and no one ever thought like with the hellraiser guy no one ever thought to maybe stick the needles further into his head like (laughs) really Chrissy's head against the wall he has all those up there i would just randomly like like, slam his head into something like you know how easy it would be to kill him but he just like walks up to people and he's all like the silent guy that walks away like oh don't fuck with him that's that's he he would kill us in an instant like the giant eel never even bothered to kill anybody else besides the uh, like the SWAT team it's like are you serious yeah we have all these clowns running around and you're telling me you don't want to take a nibble at one of them and wonder yeah. if confetti's gonna come out like because that's exactly right like a bunch the ballerina the clowns all those people like there, there's probably heaps more i can't even think of at the time a load of them are human type things it's like why aren't these monsters going okay i've got to like what they can distinguish oh no we're bad we're bad no sorry don't eat you like you would think the second they're finished with all the employees they would go all right clowns are next uh his next ballerina friends, girl. not food Fish yeah our friends not food that's like yeah. what the agreement they had like we're all on the same team let's just work to kill everybody and then we'll kill everybody we'll kill each other when we get out here it'll be a battle royale yeah that's the thing it's like okay let's be civil everyone take order let's get in get in the queue let's get up the elevator okay we're out now it's like i mean we can't get put, out of here all right fuck. You, put, you, you put baby in a corner you put baby in a box you tell me you put a giant eel in the box he's going to be so passive to where he's not going to kill anything inside he's just going to so many babies in these numbers. corners there's a lot of babies in these corners and i'm pretty sure they're all going to try to get out exactly if they can't leave the the square they're definitely going to try to get out of that corner and get themselves somewhere else but yeah exactly like i don't know the eel didn't need water why isn't it in a water enclosure like i don't know why isn't it like they have like the water types merman eel whatever else they left way too much of it to be like you have to go do your own research to figure out what the hell it was (laughs) like what exactly was that monster then you go search it up some ancient folklore type thing you're like oh i did not know about that so it's like the movie's telling you to educate yourself which yeah. really doesn't work because like just like us where we don't really know exactly what any of these things were we're just kind of shitting on them it's like yeah we didn't bother to look it up because we're just as people i think we're just like a movie shouldn't be making us do fucking homework yeah it should have come with like the dvd came with like an encyclopedia style like animal book basically where it's like an a to z of everything that was enclosed there so you can have like a nice you know color spread and then just like you know the name of whatever it is why what it did and all that sort of shit and you're like oh wow so every time you look at it you try to look for that particular thing they gotta be keeping logs on them like i'd be the one employee that's like looking through like what type of shit do we have in here i just want to know i mean i have to ask you though would you want to know what was in there if you were working there like i feel like some people just wouldn't want to know that answer for me i'd be looking up everything and be like i want to know what yeah. the hell's that. you're telling me we have a a hundred foot eel just sitting in one of these i'm out dude i'm out you're telling me i'm gonna be t- look when there was a giant thing i found out in florida that gators were coming out of people's toilets or snakes were coming out of people's toilets i did not shit for like a week and a half like <laughs> it's that scary thing like i'm like if I know that I'm in the same room or same building underground, first of all, I'm claustrophobic, that's going to be a problem. With an eel, like, I'm definitely going to be like, you know what, I'm going to decline this offer. But you get to kill people. I don't even give a shit. I don't even care about dental. Fuck you. So you do want to know or you don't know? Sorry. I don't want to know. Oh, okay. I would love to. I find, like, like even at my work today, for example, that we have these, like, bearded dragons, like, lizard-type things, and they're everywhere around our our business because there was snakes there and someone took the snakes away and now these things are just thriving like they're taking over and then later on i saw it like a rat that must have gone through one of like little poison hats like house type things where they poison you just kind of laying there like breathing like (gasps) and you're like holy shit like i see that i'm like holy crap i'm at a zoo shit zoo but it's like if i was at that place and you know these are definitely enclosed, right? If I walk through here, they aren't going to just break the cage and get out. They're like, no, no, they're, they're, they're safe. I would be walking through there all the time. It'd be like my lunch break. I'd just sit there in front of one and just look and be like, wow, this is crazy. But then, you know, like you probably made yourself a target for every single one of them because you've sat there and had a sandwich in front of them. And they're like, we don't get fed and you're fucking tempting us and we want to kill you so badly. You literally just explained a better title for the movie instead of calling it Cabin in the Woods and say, 
Like, would you rather? <laughs> What's behind curtain number three? You get a giant eel. We could be like the Price is Right, but like the most fucked up version or, or some sort of game where it's like you're going for a raffle and it's like, okay, here's a ticket one to a hundred. You got a mystery prize. There's a hundred prizes for you to win. And you're like, sweet, let's bring out the... Ro-. I was going to say the Robinson family, but it seems... I'll take bad the chasing. fucking tv man i'll take the 32 inch tv over that clown with a butter knife are you kidding me you'll be getting a 32 inch eel dick i will be more than happy to take the clown with a butter knife over any of those things because i'm not afraid of a clown i would easily just beat the crap out of it and just because you know it's a human got a chance yeah if if i'm going up against an eel i'm immediately like well i'm just gonna sit here and let it get me because this is just ridiculous i know and i meant like i'm sure it's pretty fast on land as it is in water but that's what they should do is 100 zero to 100 and then they they make it like a game style like a fucked up they just call it zero to 100 so people are like what the fuck does this mean and well, it's I gotta like ask you a good, i gotta ask you a good point here yeah go if for i it. was gonna ask you to rate the movie based on what would you rate it as a comedic horror film what would you rate it as an actual horror film? And what would you rate it as um, something you would see a second version to? I feel this movie to me, like I've said, the sliding scale on the marks is on the increase. It's probably funny wise. I'm finding it like, I mean, like I'm not laughing my head off. It's a good six well, or seven, maybe out of 10. Funny. Let me say, let me say it funny for a horror film. So yeah. not really comparing it to a comedy film, but comparing it to most horror films. How would you rate it? I'd say it's pretty high, actually, because a lot of the things, like a lot of the stuff that happens in there, like related, like the merman killing was pretty funny where he's just like, he's there and he's like, oh, like I survived everything. And then out of the fog, merman cr- like suck it, like crawls himself up and he's like, oh, you gotta be kidding me. And then he just see the fucking blood splash out the gills and he's like, fuck. It's like, and you're like, oh, you finally saw him. Like just that sort of like fucking bloody horror is like, I don't know. I'd say a good seven out of ten. Horror-wise, not that well because everything's kind of ruined. Like, like the whole oh, the zombies. Okay, cool. They're gonna. It's not Evil Dead where shit's happening and it's fucking creepy as. It's like it's like Evil Dead, but they're like it cuts off and it's like it's not really the book, guys. We just let them out. We're actors or something like that. And you're like, well, that's not scary now. Like it kind of takes away the horror element. But I don't know. Visually, it's pretty cool. Maybe six out of ten. And what was the last thing? The val- I reckon there's a lot of potential to like fuck around with the thing. Zero to hundred, my movie I'm going to make using their equipment. Like that would be interesting. You just get a number and you're like, cool, 60. And then they chuck you in the thing and they're like, enter the room and claim your prize. And you walk in and it's like a whole little environment. And it's like, you know, whatever the fuck monsters in there. You're like, fuck. And then it's just a series of like you trying to survive as long as you can. I think comedy wise, I'd have to rate it probably a seven out of 10. Like you said, just with forced laughter. Um, A lot of it, like it was really, really funny for a horror film like Tucker and Dale versus Evil, which we talked about before. Yeah. And then if we look at, I guess, how scary it actually is, it's not really scary. It's more of a three or four out of 10 for me. It's yeah, like it's not really. Like, there's anticipation to it, which really plays an effect in a horror film. Yeah, it's not really anything like out, like out of the norm. Like, whoa, that I gotta see that again. Like, there's I'm no jump scares. To. And then overall, as just like what I see a second version of it, it probably eight out of ten. I would, but I think they should do it in a better style. My thought is like maybe like how hard is it to get a bunch of people to like just decide like, hey, we're gonna put you in a gladiator chamber where you have to fight these monsters until you die. Like, let's just do that. They have kidnapped movies all the time. Why don't they just kidnap a bunch of people, throw them in a giant battle, like gladiator arena and be like, oh, next up is your contestant. He's That's what I was saying with my thing. Yeah. Incorporated exactly. into that. You get the numbers that outside the game show and then you go in the door and it doesn't matter what num- like whatever number you chose, you- that's who you're fighting in the arena. That's literally the probably that would be a way better film. Be fucking sick. They go there and they they got a group of like you know oh they take the five kids who are like oh here we got five college kids from UA fucking whatever university and like yeah, <laughs> just have state. Rob just have Robert Jenkins in the audience like just like randomly like in the background like you walk out like <laughs> we have the three hundred million pound eel from the left corner then everyone's like cheering and then you go and then we have the jock who weighs at 225 pounds all-star athlete golden state (laughs) champion 
coming out of the right corner. Then he comes out of the right, and you just hear Robert Jenkins go, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, He's just <laughs> like throwing popcorn and shit. You're like, hey, yeah. screw you, old man. It's like, I'll come down in there and kick your ass. Yeah. He's just the Robert Jenkins, uh, Richard Jenkins, I mean, is as the heckler. And he's just fucking, that would be so funny. Every time they come out, they're like, yeah, we're going to fucking kick ass. He's like, you're fucking shit. You're like, what? I would, look, I would pay for that. I'll be sitting there like, my confidence down. He's got some really good points. (laughs) I am shit. Wow. He's really judging the character of this battle royal right now. He's not even worried (laughs) about the guy's death. The yeah. guy does suck. You're like, yeah, the girl gets her head ripped off and he's like, bitch. It's like, what? Bitch, you fuck? didn't see that one coming. Like another yeah. cheesy one liner or something. Yeah, just stupid, like, yeah, stupid commentary on everything. And everyone else around him's just looking at him like, this guy's, he's just so not taking in what's, everyone else is like, oh my God. And he's like, and he fucking goes dumb down shit. Until, he goes down into like the gladiator chambers where everybody's like resting before their next match. And he's like walking down, like, you're going to die. You're going to die. Yeah. You're going to die. And then like the one dude's like sitting there, like, I'm about to kill this monster he's like make sure you don't get a spike shoved up your ass or it would be like my friday night and then he would just walk out the door and you're like what the fuck just happened yeah, yeah no, you completely all the confidence is out the window he's like oh good luck hope you win and they're like oh thanks man he's like i was talking to the monster like oh fuck you man fuck off this is an important time for the listeners to make sure that you can comment and maybe say something that if you want this film to get made, it sounds like a better version of than the original. I'm just saying, you know, send maybe. your suggestions now. Yeah. Let's see those comments. You can email Daniel in Australia. If you got a lot of postage stamps, if you're doing it from the U S <laughs> we also have email. He's also one, two, three fake lane or something where you have to take a left to turn out across. <laughs> what do I tell everyone where I live? Well, I'm sorry, man. They got to know it's a left Fake and then a straight right. thing. I took that off the Simpsons, by the way. I can't claim. I feel like we discussed it pretty good. We talked to like mainly like, and I addressed that at least. Like we talked about what's good about it. And I mean, this movie has a lot of fun. Like, it's not like other ones where you're like, oh, Halloween. Uh, what are we going to do? Uh, I don't know. Michael could have talked. Like, you know, it's like, it already has a basic ground. It's not much. This one had so much potential and so like, it has so much where you're like, what the fuck? But you should watch the Belko experiment, man. It's good. I'll check it out. All right, man. Well, that was a good chat. I mean, there was a lot of hypotheticals we could have done there. I, it was a good chat. It was a good movie. We didn't have to go plot scene by scene. We're not doing a review of the movie. We're just talking about kind of we talking about the movie. So that was good. So thank you, Robbie from Out of the Blank Podcast. You can get him there. I'll tell you all about that in a sec. Just thank you. Thank you for having a chat. It was nice of fun. Uh, you want to say anything before you head off? Yeah, we're going to have to email Robert Jenkins and make sure that we can get him on to creating this film because I'm pretty sure he'd love it. All right, and then we'll tell him to get his brother Richard involved. Is that what his name is, Richard? <laughs> yeah, it's Richard. I've been calling him Robert this whole entire yeah, time. Yeah, I kept trying you to like why? say Richard, but I, I feel like you, you were know just... Know why I was calling him, you know why I was calling him Robert? It's because in Step Brothers, his name was Robert Dobeck. Oh, yes. And he's like, Robin. Nope. It's Robert. He's like, Robert, Robert. Okay, Mr. Dolbeck. Dolbeck. All right, man. Um, yeah, okay. Well, thank you. Thank you for being on the show again. It was good. We've had our second collaboration. It was great. Flowing. I feel like we're, we're besties now. You can tell. You can. Everyone else can hear that as well. But yeah, that was Cabin in the Woods. T- you take it or leave it. I mean, I, I guess <laughs> I got to love you. It's more like when you get a kid and you adopt one and then you realize you don't really like the kid. But it's like, I can't just bring them back. Can I just get you to say yes and I'll just change what you just said? Yes. Okay. Best friends forever. Thanks. I'll just uh, edit that up later. All right, man. Uh, thank you. Thank you for coming on the show and talking about The Cabin in the Woods from 2011. Great little film. So much potential to talk about. We've got our own movie pan for the future. So sounds awesome. Thank you for joining. And do you want to say a quick goodbye or cover that? Follow that Pinterest, baby. Follow that Pinterest. All right. And Farmers Only, was that the? Yeah, Farmers Only, man. I'm telling you, if you really want to get get to know me better just look up my farmers only account all right all right you can catch him there youtube instagram facebook grinder all of those things he's on everything hit up the spotify spotify that's the one Pornhub. Okay. Pornhub, yeah grinder. i don't i don't know anything else maybe spca i did some did a little bit of work with the spca you can adopt your own oh there's also a, a weird thing you can do there's a fundraiser i'd like to promote um you can adopt a sperm whale for only five dollars um you get to name it it's like 
naming your own star, except this one, you get an actual picture of the whale. And then if Pretty you awesome. want, there's an option to make it into blubber nuggets. So whatever you really want. Um, I don't know how they make that vegan for some of you guys that out there that like promoting that you're vegan. Is this a Japanese charity? We, they had to switch over from dolphins at one point. <laughs> All right. Love, love a six pack of blubber nuggets. Mm, they're chewy. Soy sauce? No, that's really no, 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 no. That's be terrible. What are you talking no, about? It's a sperm whale, man. What the hell's wrong with you? Yeah, it's already got pretty salty, I'd imagine. You can't be mixing that type of combination. That's like ketchup on eggs would you mix sperm whale with eggs is that the, the proper combo if it tastes right but i mean i feel like sperm whale nuggets are just good by itself i feel like you don't need to add anything maybe a little bit of seasoning or spice you're the barbecue guy you should know they come with their own sauce i'd imagine i had to listen to you talk about it for an hour and a half i barely talked about it no that's fair that's fair i'm sorry you talk about your charity then that was uh killingwhales.com was it no, oh, that would be a better name for it. We'd get Sounds a lot the more same attention, thing. but it wouldn't be positive attention. It's more like adoptaspermwhale.org because we're a non-profit organization. Oh, okay. That sounds lovely. Donate some sperm today. Oh, right, well, thank you. Thank you for being on the show and I'll let you run along and enjoy your day or night, depending on whatever your time zone is there. I think it's morning, right? 6 a.m., baby. Vampire, baby. All right, Robbie. Have a good one. Thank you for being on the show. And I'm sure we might do this again sometime. Yeah, it seems like it might be in the cards. All right. See what the crystal ball holds for us. Magic 8-Ball says ask again later. All right. Thank you. And that was Robbie from Having a Wank Podcast. Out of the Blank Podcast. Sorry. Thanks for being on the show again for number twosies, dropping deuces. If you want to get him, get him at Out of the Blank Podcast. And if you want to get me, get me at Instagram at the Creepy Crap Podcast. Like, follow me there, do whatever you like, send me a shit movie suggestion, horror related only, not shit sci-fis or some other crap movie. If your suggestion gets chosen by me, mainly if I can find it, it's not like I have such a huge list, but if I can find it and that movie is watchable for me, I'll do it and I'll give you a shout out. How does that sound? Yeah! I will do that for you. If you want to get me on Twitter, get me at the Creepy Crap Pod. That's where you get me there. Couldn't get the full word. I had reached my word limit. But that's it. The Creepy Crap Podcast on Instagram or the Creepy Crap Pod at Twitter. Thank you so much. That was Robbie from Out of the Blank. One more time, the movie was The Cabin in the Woods. And my name is Daniel Craig. I'm your beautiful host. And thank you so much for listening to this special guest podcast episode. So I will catch you on the next one. That's some creepy crap kisses for you. And I'll catch you later, creepy crapsters. Keep it creepy. I'm gonna touch you.